All right, hello, magical creatures, and welcome back to Around the Cauldron. I'm your host, Zachariah the Witch, and believe it or not, we're here in 2022, the year of the number six. If you did not listen to that episode, please give it a listen. It'll kind of help you understand and maybe discern in your own way about the energy that's coming to us this year. Today, I have a guest who offers a lot of wisdom and insight and their own interpretation of magic and witchcraft and even teaching and tutelage within the craft. Um, my guest is from Southern Louisiana, where tarot and voodoo are a lot more familiar to people than in many other places. Um, obviously, you've all heard of New Orleans and you've heard of Marie Laveau. That's probably why. Um, also, my guest has recently published a book and currently teaches others about the craft. My guest today is Felicia of Crescent City Tarot. Hi, Felicia. Hi, guys. Hey, V. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So what's been going on? We were just talking about it. Um, we haven't had a chance to chat or do this since Mardi Gras of last year. So I mean, I know what's, what a perfect time to have Wait, Swamp Witch, though. Was it last year or two years ago? <laughs> It was last year. Okay, I'm like, damn, am I losing track of time? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hasn't been that bad. Come on now. No. Uh, but yeah, that's been crazy. And here we are again, Mardi Gras season, just like mm -hmm. we were uh, <laughs> we're saying. But yeah. Um, so the, the last time we talked, you were, as I remember, I mean, you were just kind of getting settled and you changed your website and you were kind of getting things rolling with, you know, beginning to teach people about tarot. Not that you didn't already know how to do it, but like you were really like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make yeah. it happen. So how has that been going for you? Man, it was so crazy busy. Like I just kind of jumped into it, but in a good way. Um, because once I put it out there that it was even an option to learn about tarot or um, you know, jar spells or anything like that. People just really took to it and kept me really, really busy in a good way. Um, so much so that now I'm kind of changing my approach and formula again. It's more on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So, um, you know, it's it can get really kind of intimate and private in these readings and having it in a group setting is great, but I feel that I can almost be more helpful and really... Um, allow people to open up whenever they're one-on-one -on -one with me, you know? Yeah, I do actually, I really understand. I think there was a, a need for more one-on-one -on -one lesson teaching classes. It seems like, I think it's because everybody's kind of been on a, a different wavelength lately. Everybody's got mm -hmm. a different way of dealing with the stress of the world. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, yes, now we know it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm just gonna go right into some of the stuff that I was thinking about when uh, I wanted to have you on. Um, since you've been teaching tarot, here's a question that I'm, I'm curious about. Where do you think most people get it wrong when it comes to trying divination with the cards? Like where do they start off wrong or what is a, the, the worst approach to have? And then what's the best approach? Honestly, I think people pick it up whenever they're not ready and when i mean what i mean by ready is not open enough um you might come in asking just really yes or no very you know specific having already a, um, an answer in mind for for the questions that you're asking and i think if you go in with a question 
you need to be able to have that openness to be able to accept whatever answer, whatever your guides are going to say. Um, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like to read for myself all that often. I do, and I've been doing it for, you know, for years, reading tarot for years. So uh, it's a little bit easier for me to kind of know what my own thoughts and answers are versus what are the answers coming through. But someone who's just starting out, you know, I feel like they already go in mm-hmm. wanting a certain answer. So they they pick and they poke and they reshuffle and they re-ask just to get that answer, you know? And sometimes we just gotta, we gotta take it. It's not always gonna be advice that we want because sometimes it requires a little bit more work than we might be ready to put in. But um, that's what tarot is, it's advice. And whenever we go to anyone, for advice, you know, living or not, we need to kind of be open and ready to have that conversation and to openly take that advice. And yeah, you might feel comfortable with it. You might not, but it's not up to you what's on the other side of the table. Mm. I actually like the way that's put. It's not up to you. It's on the other side of the table. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> I should print that and put it in a frame when I do readings at events. It's like, right. you're totally right. Cause I think there's um, there's a lot of people that they go in thinking that they're going to hear what they want to hear mm-hmm. or it's going to be explained to them plainly in a way that it's like, here are the three steps you need to take next and here's how it's going to go and here's how okay. it's not going to go. And it's like sometimes the mystery of life is what brings it its beauty forth and creation and change to the, its highest potential is the unknown. Absolutely. And that's the beauty in tarot is that it recognizes free will Mm -hmm. and we all have free will and your guides who look out for you every day don't try to take advantage of that free will. They want to guide you and advise you to do things that um, better your life. You know, they're not here to point fingers in any kind of way. And I think that kind of answers the other side of, of your question of what's the best way to go into it is just that being open and and knowing that you might not get the answer that you want or think you'll get. Yeah. I also think too, this goes into the next question. Um, It kind of blends into it where uh, I think expectation also comes with a lot of the, the newness of how, you know, we've watched the occult and witchcraft evolve every decade. It's, it's either been like in pop culture, it's been, just it's been in so many different mediums now but mm-hmm. the thing that comes to my next is you know there's all these titles and badges that people or even like platforms that people are standing on a soapbox about like well i'm a hedge witch i'm a swamp <laughs> witch i'm a green witch i'm a right. black magic practitioner i'm a new age crystal reiki witch i i'm a christian witch like there's yeah and the list goes on yes the list goes on <laughs> and on and on i mean what do you think about that because i i try not to be critical i'm i'm excited that mm-hmm. people are exploring all these facets of the craft but i get really worried that people are looking at it in this like well, just because, in. yeah, just because yeah. you're boxed in and you say what you are, that's all that you have to be, or it automatically means that you have powers that other people don't, or something, you know? Right. It's yeah. Weird. You know, I can see, I can see both sides of it. I can see yours, and you know, to the point where I do worry about 
what they call baby witches, feeling like they only have to belong to one thing mm-hmm. um, or a couple things. And that, just like with the, with the tarot answer, just kind of makes you more closed off to mm-hmm. everything else. And you can't choose what's going to speak to you. You can't choose the way that your intuition speaks to you. You can't choose what, you know, your guides are kind of giving you and, and allowing you to, to gravitate towards. So you might be missing some really, really important uh, lessons or, you know, signs, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, in, in your life if you only stick to whatever label um, someone gives you or that you're just comfortable with. Because a big part of it is kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that you might not necessarily feel like you're good at doing. Agreed. Sometimes you have to really push push yourself into areas that I guess what I've taught some people is usually the thing that you might have an aversion to is the thing that will teach you the most about your magical practice. For sure. About yourself in general. Because I mean, whenever you can see yourself pushing past insecurities and and learning, I mean, you learn so much more than about the subject itself. I guess I got to start sacrificing chickens or something over here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um, well, I'm going to introduce you to the people in New Orleans. No, right. So, so speaking of New Orleans, speaking of Louisiana, I'm really excited for you to share about uh, the book that you have. Uh, what's it called? What's what's the you know? Give us a little rundown here. Well, it's a very spicy little title. It's Grimoire and Secrets of a Louisiana. Uh, sorry, edit this part out. <laughs> Grimoire and Secrets of a Louisiana Witch: A Book mm-hmm. of Recipes, Rituals, and Spells. That's great. Yeah. So what we'll do too is um, put the link to that in the description of this episode for those of you listening. If you would like to purchase a copy, there will be a place where you can do that because you're self-published too, right? I am, yeah, and it has a little bit about me, um, about why what I do is just so ingrained in my culture and it was part of my upbringing. Um, and yeah, then it goes right into about Louisiana magic, uh, voodoo versus hoodoo. Then it jumps right into the uh, recipes that I kind of grew up with, you know, around the house, my my grandmother and my, my mom. Mm-hmm. I am, oh my goodness, my blood has been in new orleans since the late 1700s and, mm. and bef- even before you know louisiana in general my um, family northern louisiana family is uh, navajo native american mm. tribe and then my new orleans my south is french and italian and all that creole cajun goodness so i have mm. a little bit of a little bit of everything across louisiana <laughs> yeah, it's a nice blending to have too, because then it also helps you tap in and understand how to have respect for things that most people don't, I think, too, you know. Absolutely. Um, Whenever you're familiar with something um, and you really appreciate that part of your culture, you really take time to, to learn about it. That's like, um, there's a witch that I talked to who's actually um, a Buddhist training to be a monk, and his name is Zachary, and he said... You know, if you're going to practice folk magic, you should know the folks that it comes from. And I thought mm-hmm. that that was a really wise way of saying that, you know, to have respect and understanding of the culture, the background. Um, and since you do, and obviously you've written a book about it, um, does it say anywhere in your book, like what drew you to this to really solidify it in your life? Or where did your practice kind of begin? Because there are, like you said, a lot of baby witches out there. Like, where did it begin for you? 
Yeah, so I do kind of touch on that in the book. Um, mm. For me, you know, it began even before I realized it. Some of these things that, you know, these old ladies on the porches would say and do, um, you know, they would, <laughs> I just thought, you know, this is what they do. Just some crazy old ladies on the porch. You know, this is what we do out here in Louisiana. They throw their spices on the steps. They put their salt at their doorway. You know, they, they uh, around Halloween, they would do some things, you know, um, if they felt their house a little a little off, maybe not so welcoming. They would do their little salt around their yard and stuff. Oh, me, yeah, I'm gonna just put that salt in the yard. You know, <laughs> just yep. a conversation. Like it would just be passing in conversation. Was it? Was it no thing to them? Mm-hmm. You know. So it started with that, and that was even before I realized that this was a ritual. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a, a protection uh, spell, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever I really started realizing what it was, my mom, I guess when I was about, I don't know, nine or ten or so, she would kind of let me sit in on tarot readings and she would, you know, let me take a peek at the cards. And the first time I did any kind of reading was actually with a, a deck of playing cards. And mm-hmm. she told me how... A, even a deck of regular old playing cards can relate to a tarot deck. Yeah. So I just kind of ran with that and it's been in and out of my life for years. And now it's been, you know, solid, solidly in my life for, for a long time now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just everywhere where I grew up, the neighbors, the neighborhood, my mom, it was just all around. So you're kind of becoming, you know, like those ladies that you grew up with. It's kind of just becoming not even like you don't even think of it as a ritual anymore. It's just kind of like second nature. It is. Absolutely. You know, um, and a ritual that is kind of second nature to everyone is throwing the salt over your shoulder whenever you Mm -hmm. spill it. Things like that. Um, Lighting candles around my house. If I, you know, I'm feeling a certain type of way and I want to invite better energy around me and in my home I'll just light a candle you know it's not a thing um, but yeah simple things like that are rituals and part of everyone's everyday life we just don't realize all the rituals and magic around us every day I agree I think I've often um, <laughs> there's moments like living living here with my partner and stuff it's like I there's things to me that just seem normal and I do them a lot and I get questions like are you burning something is something on fire and it's like it's just <laughs> incense <laughs> right calm down you know or like I have my daily devotion to my deities or like it's like something I I'll change my altar around and it's like the house becomes a mess and then I have to reset stuff but there'll be times like let's say you know my partner's on a meeting for work on video on zoom or something and I'm running around in the background like smudging and like just saying things out loud and I'm like oh sorry (laughs) but to me that doesn't seem weird because it's just it's like it felt like it needed to happen it's gonna happen (laughs) right you know we can't rush these things we can't block these things they're gonna happen when they need to happen and you know bless the partners in our life that really do allow themselves to to be a part of it (laughs) So my other question is, I don't know about you, but do you also talk to your house? Like, do you have a relationship with your home or where you live? Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, yeah, I feel like a home is much more than the bricks and the wood and the carpet or whatever. The You know, Mm -hmm. the physical building materials that you kind of walk into. Mm -hmm. I mean... And that's that's owed to several different things, you know? Mm-hmm. You, we all have guides, we all have something attached to us, the people that we invite into our 
homes have something attached to them and you know some of those things don't necessarily leave yeah and some of those things uh, need a little bit more attention than uh, than others but yeah you know if i feel the need to i feel like something or someone is, is kind of hanging out or if the house just feels off in general you best believe i'm gonna tell somebody about themselves <laughs> I, yep actually yeah, totally uh, you got to because it's your home you know you yes. have to um, that kind of brings me to the next thing that I saw online. There was this person that asked a question. It, this And this is how they worded it. It says, I know, I know, I know this is and can be a very slippery and dangerous slope, but I'm sure that you can all relate in some way. Long story short, my father has been dead for over two years. He is really on my mind lately a lot, and I very strongly feel that he has an important message for me, but I can't quite pick up on it. I'm just looking for suggestions on things or rituals or whatever you call it that I can do to possibly open up lines of communication so he can get through. Now, I liked this question that was posed because it didn't it didn't seem like clickbait or like they were trying to go the Hollywood route of like, oh, let's get a Ouija board and do all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And it also didn't seem like they were associating talking to the other side with anything bad that Hollywood portrays. like voodoo or santeria or seances you know like because you know how hollywood's kind of done that over the years but i was just wondering if there's anything because we we both talk to our houses we both talk out loud to spirits is there anything that you recommend for somebody who's trying to do that you know i think obviously it sounds like they're not very familiar i know with you know this type of communication so Start small. Um, if you think it's actually, um, if you feel it, it's someone who's close to you that has passed, I think it needs to be something simple and personal. Maybe even try automatic writing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, meditation is something that pretty much everyone these days is familiar with, and that can very much lead into a great automatic writing uh, session. And, and if those of you who are listening who have ne- that have never heard of automatic writing it's literally that you meditate with a pen or pencil and, and paper and you just kind of let your mind just wander and be free and you can ask out loud or to yourself um, you know who's around me who's coming through what what messages do you have for me and sometimes it'll come in the form of of thoughts like a clear audience mm-hmm. once you figure out how your you know your your intuition speaks to you or literally your hand will start moving which yep. is amazing when whenever that does happen it's a freaky but, feeling. <laughs> yes very much so you know but um i really think pretty much anyone can who's willing to open themselves up mm-hmm. can can do that and really really benefit from it I agree. I like that answer. I also will add, um, you know, some of the basics, because you're right. It sounds like this person doesn't have a lot of experience or it doesn't have a lot of the knowledge or wisdom gained from experience. So a good place to start, too, is look into maybe an ancestral altar, connecting with Mm -hmm. that person, creating a spot for them to leave you messages. Um, Mm -hmm. And another one, too, is if you're scared of having the experience, if um, you don't want to like sit there and keep yourself open. Say and out loud. Yeah, yeah, protect yourself. Definitely. 
And then the other part is ask for them. If they really are your deceased relative, ask them to communicate with you in your dreams. Sometimes that's the easiest way for us to see them because it's not as scary. Because think about it, Felicia, like you're sitting at home and all of a sudden your grandma walks in through the front door like, hey, girl, I've been dead (laughs) for a while. What's up, mama? You know, but not everybody's us. Not everybody would. I know. But if it was like some, some, your next door neighbor, she's, she comes running out of her house like, oh my God, my dead grandmother's here. <laughs> like, hold on, girl, I got you. But no, I, I know what you're saying. You right. know, because dreams, we, they kind of teeter on that line just naturally. It's supposed to so, seem supernatural and it seems right. normal because that realm is the dream realm. But here in quote unquote reality, that would be so yeah. supernatural and far-fetched. So approach it yeah. any way you will. I think we answered the question pretty good. So uh-huh. absolutely. Um, I just recently wrote in a blog, <laughs> speaking of stuff that's like all over Instagram and TikTok and oh my God, retrogrades, okay? I am not by any means an astrologer. (laughs) Trust me, I'm not. But I I really had to write about this and share, you know, you guys stop. Guys and gals, please stop. Like (laughs) retrograde cycles don't automatically mean that your life is going to fall apart. Right. Thank you. That you got to blame everything for being this way. Like, come on. Because the first retrograde of 2022 began January 14th on Friday. Um, yeah. And then there's like the shadow period and all the, that other stuff. But the thing that I see a lot of people do online, it's I basically label it as fear mongering. All these new astrology devotees and people that are like really fixated on studying astrology, all of a sudden they're an expert and they're like, oh, oh here's yeah. retrograde. Oh, it's a shadow period. Oh, that's why this isn't working. Oh, look out, you guys, you better buckle down. And it's like, if you come from fear, you will draw in more fear. And then, of course, all the things that you expect to go wrong are going to go wrong. So, right, and poor Mercury gets the worst of it. I literally wrote, it's so funny you said that, I literally wrote at the end of the blog, I said, Mercury is sick of your shit, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so do you think as we get older that in some way we're more sensitive to retrogrades or planetary direct times in astrology? Or do you think that there's like some other explanation for why so many people are just like crazy about especially mercury retrograde what do you think it is you know i don't know necessarily if it's as we get older i think maybe maybe spiritually older maybe Mm -hmm. we're just more you know open to to learning and and feeling things so whenever you're more open of course you're going to feel more of course you're going to experience more but that Mm -hmm. also comes with the other side of really understanding what's happening and why you're feeling that way and just like you said if you come from fear you're gonna get scared like there's uh you're you're not leaving yourself much wiggle room for the good for the positive that can happen in this just for like mercury retrograde for instance everybody's like don't sign any contracts it's all bad but what about if it's about rereading that contract negotiating on your terms putting in clauses that work for you making Mm -hmm. this terrible retrograde actually save your ass in the long Mm -hmm. run actually make you more money actually make you your job security stronger whatever the case is use it for that not avoiding contracts making your contract stronger 
Exactly. You That's know? a perfect way to put it. Because the other thing too is if it's about messages, maybe you're not deciphering or hearing the message the right way. And now that all the bullshit has been thrown tossed aside, you can really look at it speculatively, or you can really pay attention to what you were missing sure. before. And that's kind of right. what I guess I've been trying to say with this. Everyone's like, oh, it's chaotic. Oh, technology doesn't work. And it's like, listen, the more Maybe you, you don't focus, need to be on your phone seven hours exactly. a day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, just like take a seat, shut up. Because the other part too is like, um, I think I briefly touched on it, but I said, you know, Mercury, Hermes, Loki, the coyote, there's so many other examples. They're all also tricksters. And so no matter what direction they're going in, they're gonna fuck with you because Mm -hmm. the only way that we grow is through the little challenges that they present to us. And if if you want to make a mountain out of a molehill, that's your choice. But yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes if my phone ain't working, I embrace it. I'm like, please stop. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't like, want to You're talk right. To you're right. I don't need to be on this thing right now, you know, or just like the, the whole contract example. Yeah. Don't sign the contract as is. Make it work for you, you know, but I, I do feel what you're saying where people are just, they're just taking that negativity and running with it, you know? Well, it's also too with the tarot. I mean, the tarot is the journey of the fool to the world, right? So it's about right. our, our consciousness, our ego, our identity, our growth. And when I think of the planets or Mercury, um, I really think of that ego consciousness conflict, like Freud talks about, you know, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, once we're aware of that identity, we can then go deeper and decipher why we have certain ways of approaching communication, why we have certain ways of avoiding communication. So it's all like synonymous with itself. It's pretty, it's pretty magical, literally. So it literally is a cycle. Yeah. Maybe the reason that communication is disjointed in people's lives is because their attention does need to be somewhere else. It doesn't need to be all fixated on what they expect. Just like when you get a reading, stop having an expectation. Go into it with an open fucking mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense, you know, because yeah. the more you know about something, anything, uh, especially yourself, you know, yeah. you can make it work for you in, in the yeah. best ways and you understand it and you yeah. understand the messages more, more clearly. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, I think I agree with you, though. I don't think it's um, as we physically get older. I think it's as we spiritually understand more. Um, we might be more influenced or be more aware. Like every time there's a new moon and a full moon, I'm like, sometimes I'm a bad witch, I don't pay attention. But when I check and I look at my calendar, it's like, oh shit, it's a full moon. I'm like, that's why I'm feeling like I wanna like disconnect from this or do these things or during a new moon, I go cleaning crazy in my house. not a bad thing (laughs) but it's cyclical it's really strange right yeah it's strange how we suddenly become synced with all of those things Mm -hmm. um which also brings me to another point or question i like the name uh crescent city like did you adopt that because of new orleans or is there like a few other reasons why you have that in your life well, you know, my, my little symbol is of, of the crescent moon there. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, yes, of course, Crescent City, New Orleans. You know, that's that's my favorite city ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to have, you know, my ties to it in, in the name. But also the moon phase 
uh, that crescent moon is all about kind of where uh, it's hard to say but you know of course it relates to the moon phases into like where we are to where we're going to be because you know crescent can be on on both sides of it um but it's just a really kind of a, a symbolism of even someone who who teaches and I've come, made this a huge part of my life. You know, it's part of my mm-hmm. life every day. Uh, my journey is never complete as a, a witch, as an educator, as a reader. My I don't feel like I'm ever going to reach my full moon in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll be a guide and I'll have my full moon symbol, but mm-hmm. not today, not right now. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that. I think about that sometimes what you just said maybe one day I'll be a guide because it's I think mm-hmm. especially here in America we have this strange aversion to talking about death and how death especially in a spiritual sense is part of our evolution and our growth mm-hmm. um, I often wonder if at any point we have been a guide before or been some influencing type of spirit and maybe we chose to have a human experience again or come to learn something else but um the crescent definitely sticks out to me. I was born. Do you know what moon phase you were born on? You know what? I think um, I looked it up a while back. I think maybe it was like a, a third quarter moon or something like that. I don't know the exact phase, but I think mm-hmm. it was almost the, the full. Not quite. I don't think it was any. We were born else. on the same phase then. So that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was it waxing gibbous or waning gibbous? I, I was confused the two. But yeah, it's... um. It's pretty cool though when you when you start to learn as you go along and I feel like I don't know what I'm trying to say but I just think it's important um, it's just good to understand like the origin of the words that we choose when we're going to practice our magic and that's why I asked you about Crescent City I was like is it just about the city does it have an but I liked your I like your meaning it's it's deeper than just the city itself it's like no it explains like where I am on my path so. Yeah, and I, I don't want my students, my clients, anyone who interacts with me, you know, professionally or personally, to feel like I, I know it all. I can, mm-hmm. you know, see and do anything. No, uh, baby, I'm just like you. I've just dedicated mm-hmm. a lot of my, my time and my interest and, you know, uh, work towards mm-hmm. this because this is what I want to do. I don't necessarily feel like I'm... Necessarily, I don't at all feel like I'm the only person in the world that can do what I do. Yes, mm-hmm. intuition is different from person to person, but everyone can heighten their intuition. Everyone can open themselves up more. Yeah. Um, it's never too too early or too late to start, you know, your spiritual journey and, and knowledge and learning about yourself and that part of you. Yeah, I agree. That's what Definitely. my crescent moon is all about. <laughs> so. Um, we're kind of reaching like the final quarter of this, this episode, but what I usually do now is I want to ask you if you want to share, um, what are three things, people, places, or things that you are currently grateful for either from today or just whatever comes to mind. People, places, and things. Well, people always, my, my little family here that I have, and also my chosen family, you know, friends who, who we consider family. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, my, my baby, who, who who's shown me a whole new side of, of myself, speaking of new sides and learning about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, my wonderful husband and partner who 
who was with me on on this ride, even though he wasn't um, not gonna say closed off or less open to it. He's just less into it. He doesn't like practice with me and like do mm-hmm. the rituals and everything. So very thankful that um, he puts up with me. <laughs> Place. I'm thankful for so many places. First of all, I mean, of course, where I'm from, you know, New Orleans with the rich culture and, and background that it's given me and this kind of boost and almost a feeling of acceptance whenever it comes to this part of me and exploring my, my interests. Um, and also just any place that I've been that's, that's led me here so far, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've had a really good really good life I've, I've met my my husband in in texas and we took care of a um, really important family in in colorado and now we're here in california making wonderful memories and meeting some great people and, um all of it you know um i have a a big thing about not taking any anything for granted mm-hmm. and um i think it's it's very important to realize even though Maybe you didn't in the in the moment. You can look back and, and be thankful for what you've learned. And hopefully you're learning something every step of the way, right? Absolutely. You always got to keep learning. That's the point of us being here, I think, mm-hmm. to continue to learn. Um, I like those things. I have similar things myself. I don't have children, but I definitely, yeah. It's important to know who's around you and who supports you and all the places that we come from help build up and help us increase our knowledge and our wisdom and who we are um so near the end what i what i've been doing lately is i get out my cards you know i have mine right in front of me too so i there's nothing spirit hasn't said anything or you know sometimes i get a little whisper in my ear like maybe you need to focus on this or see what the person that's on the show wants to hear about or they need to hear but none of that has really come to me so i feel like that means that i need to ask you what do you think we need to draw a few cards for for the people who are listening for the people who are listening or even for for me or for you whatever whatever comes to mind let's see so this has been all about kind of cycles and and learning about those cycles and and different journeys that we have so the year of six Mm -hmm. what and this is going to kind of be like um open energy almost pick a card like if you guys are familiar with pick a card reading Mm -hmm. um your guide chooses someone you know from from the group here Mm -hmm. who's listening and uh chooses that message to come through and if it feels like we're speaking directly to you mm-hmm. that's because we are and uh yeah let's just i'm gonna pull a card um okay. card or three depending on <laughs> um how how long-winded their guides are to see what okay. <laughs> they need to focus on right. in 2022 okay where's your life headed what is what's some advice some heads up anything to look forward to I'm using a universal rider weight, just if anyone's curious. Okay, interesting. So, we definitely have someone here. I don't know if it's Busey, but we definitely feel kind of a 
standstill. I say a standstill because we have that chariot in reverse, you know, maybe a little less in control that we wanted to feel at this at this point in, in our life. Uh, and that's accompanied by the reverse seven of swords. So that tells me, you know, somebody might have did somebody dirty. A little bit of shystiness, of course, comes with, you know, that seven reverse seven of swords sometimes uh, however that's not always the case along with that shyness sometimes it's a reminder to kind of give back mm-hmm. um, what you've gained in that situation so just like we said we need to kind of realize uh, the positivity in, in every situation whether we realize it when we're in the moment or not mm-hmm. that happened to us for a reason whether it was a disappointment heartbreak some kind of letdown happened to you and slowed you down pumped your brakes for you for a reason mm-hmm. uh, and all that is also accompanied by the reversed four of cups this year you're going to have an opportunity to change that to kind of run with that accept an opportunity for new appreciation in your life possibly new love in your life with you know the cups sweet here and this is going to be something that's going to serve you well because of that thing that that just ended because of you pumping the brakes on this situation in life whether it was uh you know a deceitful partner someone deceived you in in your professional life even mm-hmm. and things kind of slowed down for you there you know you guys are saying no worries i got you i'm sending something your way you need to slow down mm-hmm. this happened because you weren't listening to me mm-hmm. and i needed something big enough I needed to scream at you because you, you weren't listening to me. So that that hurt that you felt was your guides screaming at you to get your attention because they care about you because they want you to slow down and listen to them because you have something better and they need you to get out of your own way. And this is what you have to look forward to in 2022 this year. I can relate to some of that. And I think that there's there's definitely going to be some people listening who are going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, especially the fact that I was hearing what you were saying and there's some parts about even with the cards and how they relate to the numerology of this year it's like you got to understand where your loyalties lie with certain people Mm -hmm. in your life even to yourself because if you don't know yourself you're going to keep navigating through some really dark waters and you're going to end up lost at sea so you got to go towards the light carol ann yeah (laughs) okay so i'm gonna just like you know getting in your own way that's that's you know the message here slow down because you need to stop yourself a little bit yeah i agree um so let's just say that the ones that i'm pulling are for group b so yours is for group a Mm -hmm. um which i liked thank you for doing that absolutely uh let's see what we got shuffle these shuffle you so I'm using the Santa Muerte Tarot um, because I have been drawn to death goddesses my whole life. <laughs> and they just really speak to me. Um, let's see. What is the first thing we get? So let's say the situation is the first card. It's the Six of Swords. Now. The Six of Swords tells me that it's time to distance ourselves, to maybe move to a new solution or an idea, because the ones that we were approaching or the conversations that we were having 
it sounds like Mercury retrograde. Um, we're not working before. <laughs> so the Six of Swords is also saying, you know, change your orientation or how you look at things. Um, the situation really is calling for you to really challenge yourself and stop doing things that are predictable. Because also, too, the number six is the number of this year. And that wants you to focus on the abstract. It wants you to look at things from an outside perspective, sometimes being your own devil's advocate. Um, mm -hmm. But really, the even the imagery of the card, it's the ferryman. And he's showing us to row towards the voyage that we have to go towards and we can't avoid it. And sometimes in that boat, we carry all the burdens and the weight with us no matter what, and we have to deal with it as we go. So mm -hmm. that's the situation. Um, now the next card is the obstacle. Let's call it the obstacle for group B. Mm -hmm. The king of swords. <laughs> You know, sometimes this person can be shrewd. Sometimes they can be ex like way too rational about things or too methodical. Be and the problem with that is when we're so analytical and methodical and sharp witted about things, we come across as cold, conniving, cunning, and deceptive. So the King of Swords is definitely a person that gets shit done. But at the same time, my question to you is at what expense, at what cost? Are you hurting people's feelings? Are you stepping over people? Because the King of Swords wants you to keep your heart open. It wants you to have a cap uh, capacity for empathy to other people and to not forget that you're human and you need to have emotions. You can't just be like, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be on this deadline and I don't care who I step on on the way. Like, that's not okay, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it also mentions too, when I think about this card, the obstacle here is you don't need to deal with an argument or a conflict immediately, especially if you know you're going to win. Sometimes the best mm -hmm. play is to just let it die on its own. Leave That's it alone. Point. Yeah. Um, redirect your efforts. Go towards things that bring you more emotional fulfillment or more money in your pocket. Don't focus so much on being right all the time because that's also too a trait of someone that lacks empathy. They have to constantly put other people down or step up higher than them. Sometimes mm -hmm. the most powerful rulers, the most powerful kings can stand in a field with other people and cut the same weeds, mm -hmm. you know, because that's even the imagery of this card is it's a man holding a, mach a machete and he's standing in the middle of flowers that are growing all around him. So it's mm -hmm. like, be aware of what's around you. Be aware of the beauty that's around you. Um, let's pull one more. What is the solution or what is the path? that this will take us and shout out to my friend Laura from Arizona too. She sent me these um, when I was in the hospital oh, and wonderful. I was telling her about my relationship with the Holy Death and with the Mother of Tears. And she was like, I had no idea. And I was like, cause I don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely, she's been with me for a long time. Okay. So, Santa Muerte is showing us the Eight of Cups and the solution or the final result of going into 2022 from the Six of Swords to the King of Swords being the obstacle to now here is our, our resolution is the Eight of Cups. Now, this is all about, even in numerology, the number eight is balance. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also balanced in being connected to our emotions and our feelings, much like what the King of Swords was saying is like, don't be so disconnected from your feelings and your empathy. Um, right. Because that's also going to bring you the solution or resolution. Um, the only thing that sucks about this card is we don't know how long this emotional state is going to last. Its duration could go as long as it needs to or mm-hmm. longer than we think it needs to. Um, if we don't face these emotions that are coming to us in 2022, if we don't look at it with the calm in the storm, I suppose, it could definitely turn into something more difficult or something warped, which uh, saying it's more warped is it turns into emotions or actions like laziness, self-isolation, mm-hmm. um, grandiose delusions, <laughs> uh, yeah. thinking that thing, the grass is greener somewhere else or, you know, escapism. So mm-hmm. the Eight of Cups is basically saying, accept what is, accept possible failures, Um, But also be receptive towards change, towards balance. Um, Mm -hmm. Allow things to mutate and evolve. It's necessary. It's it's also, in my opinion, to put it frankly, part of being fucking human. Like, just let shit happen sometimes, you know? Um, Yeah. But that's for group B. So for those of you listening, if that resonated with you, let us know. Um, But yeah. Thanks for doing I feel like that. that was a, absolutely, that was fun. I feel like it's a very cohesive message that, yep. that came through. It's like, to sum it up, feel before you act and speak. Mm-hmm. Don't feel later. Don't just act with that king of swords. You know, I, I'm just going to say it because I want to feel important. I want to feel smart. I want to, you know, feel and then speak. Be sure of yourself enough mm-hmm. to stand like the king with the with your crowd and and yeah. then speak whenever you 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 felt what's around you you felt what you what you need and those around you need as well or like a, um, be that king like they say in show business read the room buddy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll just go in there like you own the place you gotta feel you it know? out first <laughs> yeah you gotta suss it out first so Felicia is there anything that you is there anything that you feel you know, needs to be shared, needs to be um, put out there before we say goodbye or anything. Like, I know you you have your book. Where where do people find you? Where do they connect with you? Because you obviously read the cards very well. And like, it's so great to have heard a sampling of that here. Can they connect with you to get a more in-depth reading? For sure. Yeah. So I'm Crescent City Tarot across the board, crescentcitytarot.com and Crescent City Tarot on Instagram and Crescent City Tarot at Gmail as well. So I'm pretty easy to find. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna sign off with basically the closing of my book or part of it. Thanks to those of you in my past that encouraged me to explore this part of my life, whether you meant to or not, whether you did so through positivity or insult, you have helped me to love and appreciate this part of myself. So thank you. I love that. That was so nice. Um, So uh, I guess that brings us to the end. I'm like, I wish we could keep talking, but I try to keep these short. It's been fun. Well, we can definitely do it again. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. And maybe we'll have like um, 
I'm noticing too, I can have like a group of people. Maybe we'll just have like a, a big witch meeting or something. <laughs> That'd be great. That. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for those of you that listened and you enjoyed this, you know, please remember to support your local witches. Uh, go follow, uh, you know, contribute to whatever Felicia is a part of at crescentcitytarot.com. Um, I highly encourage it. On top of being a proficient and knowledgeable witch, she's also just a really nice person. So. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be better off for getting to know her better as well. Um, but again, thank you for listening to Around the Cauldron, a show where we have cross-table conversations of like minds, differing opinions, all about the craft and all the ingredients that go into the magic that we create. I appreciate all of you for being here. Thank you, Felicia. Um, and Happy thank New you. Year, everybody. I'll see happy you next New time. Year. Bye.